Two girls talking. You know what that means. It's time to talk. What's going on in the world? How about your business? How about your life? Let's talk it out. Two girls talking. Hey everyone, it's Ashley. And it's Anna. And we're very, very excited today to have with us on Two Girls Talking, Laurel O.T. of Layered Living. And you, Laurel, are kind of an all-around life, wellness, health coach. That's right. Yep. All right, fabulous. And I met Laurel at um, a, a, an event a while back. And actually, I fell in love with her snacks. And we're going to talk about <laughs> your snacks later because I... Um, because they're good. Not only are they good for you, they actually are really, really tasty. And yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, and and you know, our kids. I, we we started talking about the different things our kids are. And I've mentioned on this podcast before that my son has um, ADHD. It's essentially, it's ADD, but it's uh, ADHD. And mm-hmm. I know that eating and health is one of the reasons why you started your company. So, do you want to talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure, sure. So. I think like, well, first of all, before I jump straight in, thank you so much for having me here today. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thank you. I'm so happy to have you. Yeah. How did I get started? Well, I think like most um, entrepreneurs, um, I think maybe I'm stereotyping, you know, typing, but particularly female mom, especially entrepreneurs, I got started for very personal reasons. Um, I got started because my oldest daughter, when she was about one, she's right around her first birthday, had started developing a number of health issues, you know, symptoms that we couldn't get resolved, couldn't figure out what was going on, a lot of GI stuff, you know, bloating. She seemed really cranky and fussy all the time, really, really clingy. Um, stop smiling in pictures. I mean, it's not that she didn't smile ever, or that she was not making eye contact. You know, that was all normal. But she just seemed like she felt uncomfortable. She didn't feel well. She was stressed. She was exhausted. She was not sleeping well. All of this was really unusual for her because she was, she's like my amazing sleeping baby. She was the one who was sleeping through the night from 13 weeks old. She was oh, like, yeah. I don't even know what you know, like. No, it was no. like a dream. Well, we didn't achieve that with the other two, but you yeah. know. <laughs> That's what we call a sucker baby. They suck yeah. at having more, right? So, uh, yeah, I mean, she was like the one guaranteed time that she would smile anytime you took out a camera used to be. Yeah. And like, you know, all of a sudden she's like, she just felt like really socially withdrawn and like really clingy and things like that. Um, she developed like a mild rash around her cheeks and mouth and, um, you know, was often getting sick, um, which she, again, hadn't been sick at all her whole first year, which was amazing. Yeah. Um, but she wasn't in childcare or anything. So I'm like, I don't know why all of a sudden we're seeing such a huge spike in how often she's getting sick and how severely she's getting sick. Because like what would be, you know, normal things that I would expect to last, you know, five days or a week, you know, we're lasting like three weeks for her, you know, it was yeah. taking so. Did you go to the doctors? Oh, yes, so many doctors. So many, oh my goodness, I'm sure so many people listening can relate to that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very frustrating. Now, I got a lot of pushback initially, a lot of like, oh, you know, worried first time mom. Yeah, like, that is so unusual. Uh, it's I mean, so frustrating. Yeah. I feel like you get getting pushback is, is mm-hmm. normal. It really I, is. Yeah, it's, like they, yeah. it's like doctors judge you by saying, "Oh, you're a mom, you and you're a first time mom, or for me, yeah. a mom with three kids. Oh, it's nothing. Like, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Anxiety. And, Go see a psychiatrist. Right. I, yeah, pretty much. Like, you know, must not have enough to focus on. This is yeah. Yeah. There, are, there are those moms. We're not any of them, <laughs> but there are those moms. <laughs> but there are those moms who are kind of over on that on that side. Sure. 
Unfortunately, like, it happens. Well, but, well, but you know, but most moms that's know. That's what I'm saying. Like, the mom guy. Yeah, like yeah. You, when, exactly. When it happens, I mean, you know, you know, you're not crazy. There are plenty of moms out there, and we know them, mm-hmm. who, you know, jump that shark, right? Sure, but sure. then what happens is that I think it kind of maybe doctors have that in their head so that when actually something like what you're talking about actually does happen, they're they're almost like predetermined not to listen to yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a like lot of that. Like getting yeah. listened to and then therefore yeah. took matters. Like tell us about that and then you took matters into your own hands. I did. So I was obviously very frustrated at sure. one, not being listened to, not, you know, not having essentially my expertise, because if you are a, a parent, you will know your child better than any other human, presumably, True. in the world. So when you are saying, hey, I'm seeing a significant difference in their either physical or you know emotional behavior, I'm seeing symptoms that did not used to be there, and they're not resolving. Mm-hmm. That's very valid analysis of what's yeah. going on, and that should be considered. Um, now, I know that and knew back then that we do have a history of celiac disease in the family. Um, for anyone who's not familiar with celiac disease, um, it is a genetic autoimmune disease. In fact, the most prevalent genetic auto, autoimmune disease in the world, um, in which when you consume foods that contain gluten, gluten is a protein in wheat, barley, and rye, it triggers this autoimmune response in the body. Autoimmune means basically the body attacks itself and causes damage. So for celiac disease, you consume something with gluten, the body attacks specifically the small intestine, causing damage, which leads to malnutrition and a whole host of things related to malnutrition and actually can affect every body system. And we should should probably jump in here too and say that this is completely different from those people who say, oh, I'm going to go on a gluten-free diet. This is an actual actual disease. disease This is a disease. I will just point out that non-celiac gluten sensitivity is also a real thing. It is not autoimmune. You right. are can have symptoms that are similar or can, the same as celiac disease. Um, but you fortunately, good news is that you're not having the autoimmune, autoimmune response, but it definitely right. can very much affect your quality of life. There's right. many reasons people choose to go gluten-free, some of them for very clear um, evident health reasons, some for you know, fad diet, thought I'd just try it out. But celiac disease is very serious and does need to be adhered um, 100% for life. It's not, it's not curable. It is a chronic disease. So point being, I was aware that we had a family history. And my concern was, I'm worried that we are seeing early symptoms of this. Like, yes, she's very young, but it could, you know, it, it's possible. And for me, I was getting a lot of pushback at testing because she was so young. Mm-hmm. Now, I won't go into all the details of everything that went there, but eventually I continued to educate myself because I found that one that was helpful in empowering me to be an effective self-advocate for my child um, and help me figure out who are going to be the right resources. And basically also just to kind of reassure myself, like, no, I'm not being a crazy person. <laughs> Ridiculous. Like yeah, something's oh, not right, you know? It's not unreasonable for me to no. want my child to be healthy and happy, the same as she was the whole first year of her life. Yep. Correct. Yeah. Yes. And so, who better to advocate for than you? Than mom. You yeah. have yeah, to do it. Exactly. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So essentially I went down this road, did a lot of, you know, my own research, got really, you know, even more passionate into like the world of wellness then. You know, I sort of always was quite interested in it, but um, didn't really know a lot about 
what options there were. And really, I wasn't terribly well educated in the, the area of wellness and, you know, food and things like that. So I eventually found that I was really spending like all of my waking hours thinking about it, wanting to research it, wanting to help other people out. So I decided, well, I should probably go back to school and actually just do this <laughs> because clearly I'm very passionate about Absolutely. it. So I went back to school. I went to the um, Institute for Integrative Nutrition. Mm -hmm. um, they're based in New York City, but they have um, online, on, online health coach training programs, which is great, especially for busy moms like me. I can't exactly just decide to go off and yeah. go to school in New York City. I still have family that I need to, you know, raise. And that way they could bring in a whole host of, you know, educators from all over the country and world, which was great too. So you get a really um, diverse uh, educational background that way, which was great. Um, so I did that, um, got certified and started working as a health coach and officially helping other yeah. people with their mm -hmm. stuff instead of just very informally trying to help people. So a lot of what I do um, for people is research. I like research. It's something yeah. I feel quite um, passionate about and I'm mm -hmm. interested in. So um, I've started telling people like, really, when you're hiring me as your health coach, a big part of what you're hiring me to do is one, to listen mm -hmm. um, and two, to research. Because if I don't have the answers right now, um, I, I want to find out what they are and I want to do the research. So I like spending that time and I do spend that time. But I also like to fact check myself because sometimes there's been updates to something and I want to make sure we're working with the most current information. Absolutely. So, go ahead. Well, I'm just so curious. So how is your daughter now? And um, I, I, it, like, I just want to hear how she's doing, what you've discovered, like what has changed in her diet and... Yeah, well, so um, long story short, I suppose. Um, so she does have celiac disease. Um, I was- Mom knew, mom was yeah. always right, never right. lies. Well, it's also important to know our history. A lot of people don't know. And so it's yeah, important for people to get that. diagnosed. Like I know that my father and my grandmother both died from complications of diabetes. Mm -hmm. So I've always been so aware. I do a lot of work. My friend John Valenti just, just um, wrote in the did the whole uh, tour de cures, well, they don't do a tour de cure anymore, but the whole step out and do all this different stuff for diabetes. It's, but I always watch my kids, my kids know about it, my husband knows mm -hmm. about it. And I also know that on my husband's side, I think it was his, his grandmother, grandmother had uh, Alzheimer's or something. So I'm aware of all of those. My dad died of sudden death heart attack when I was a kid. Yeah. So like my whole life, I, it's been, my heart is so important. Yes. So like, this is why I run. Like I, I gotta stay, I have to stay heart healthy because he, my dad died, his dad died. They all right. died in their forties and fifties. So it runs in my family. So like yeah. the fact that you're saying- That's that, why like, we're doing this podcast because in another year or so, I'm going to run out of time with Ashley. <laughs> So, so short on time, yeah. I have to do it now. Hurry, we need more advice. Okay, so I'm so happy to hear your daughter yeah. is. Yeah, she's doing great now. She's yeah. doing really, really well. So yeah, she does have celiac disease. We've identified some other foods that she um, is intolerant to. So while it's not causing an autoimmune response, it definitely negatively affects her health. So we generally try to stay away from those things. Cow's milk is a big one. Really doesn't work well for her. Unfortunately, coconut is also a big one. Oh, that one is kind of devastating for me personally. It starts to get a little tricky to do gluten-free baking when yeah. you have wheat or uh, dairy or coconut because it's really the milks that often get used in baking because of the fat content you want in there um, often tend to be a dairy or a coconut milk. <laughs> you know what? It's just, you know, I'm good with having some clear parameters and figuring out how to make my little puzzle pieces work the way they need to. <laughs> wow. Okay. 
So you were going to ask about balance. I right? was. I was because the I also know. <laughs> yeah. Because this happened when your oldest daughter was yes. one. But yeah. You have two more daughters. I did. Daughters. <laughs> yeah, you were on just You're like a Ash. Yeah. 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 Three girls. Exactly. And your girls are even younger than Ashley's. Yeah, mine are little. So my oldest is just about to be seven in a couple weeks here. Um, my middle is four and a half, and the youngest just turned two. So wow. yeah, uh, we have like a like two and a half years. Apparently, is our pattern. So yeah, exactly. What? <laughs> so not this time around. We're done. We're good. So yeah. otherwise, I'd be pregnant oh, right now. Yeah, I'm definitely not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like, what does balance look like? I mean, yeah. as a mom with three girls, question. Myself, what does balance look like? I oh. am in a constant struggle, and like, it I is, can be hard. very vulnerable to you and to our audience and listeners, and saying that like, I constantly feel like I'm failing. If mm -hmm. my, my parenting is going great, my business is failing. Is business yep. going great? I feel like I'm failing as a parent. Yep. Um, I feel like I'm failing my marriage. Like I yep. just often feel like I can't give enough to all. There's just not enough of there's, us. There's not enough. I, and like somebody right. asked me the other day, if you could have a superpower, what would it be? And I said, absolutely, I'd clone myself. And she said, well, how many of you? That's I so said, weird. 10. I'd be invisible. I would clone myself. <laughs> like, oh, You're like, I'm just going to hide from it. <laughs> give us advice like, to everyone who's like running a business, yeah, has two, three, one kid, doesn't matter. Yeah. What, what's, is there a secret to balance? What do you do? Oh gosh. Yeah. Great question. I mean, honestly, I don't know a mom out there who probably hasn't likely on a regularly base, regular basis, wish they could clone themselves so they could actually get through or everything. Or become invisible. But, yeah, or become <laughs> invisible. Just, just run around. Not here. Work it out, right? Um, but yeah, it's, I think the biggest part is as moms, and especially as moms with young children, because it is so time intensive, I mean, it really is 24-7. I mean, hopefully they're sleeping well, but, you know, it doesn't matter. You've got multiple kids. There's a really good chance something's going to be going on with one of them. One of them's right, right. One of them had a nightmare. One of them, you know, is sick. Like, just something happens. Mm -hmm. So, like, you're always kind of battling some degree of chronic sleep Absolutely. deprivation, even when you have great sleepers, quote yes. unquote. Right, right. Now that's your kind of a baseline. And I, you know, I try and help people improve the quality of sleep that their families are getting by putting, implementing really good, you know, sleeping habits in place, you know, removing things that, that from their schedules that tend to worsen sleep or, or encourage more wake ups at night, maybe identify a food or something that is not working for that body, you know, whether it's their child or themselves. Um, because that will also trigger wake up. So like, let's not make it worse than what everyday life, not that everyday life is bad, but it's a lot of work when you got little ones. So how yeah. do you balance it? I mean, for me, step number one is if you are having any ongoing sleep issues, man, I cannot emphasize the importance of good sleep enough. Um, it is so important to figure out what it is, what is the underlying cause, and do everything you can to resolve that problem. Because everything is more manageable when you're well-rested, and everything is less fun when you're not. So if we can resolve some sleep issues, that right there already makes your life feel more balanced, even when technically nothing else has changed. It just feels more manageable. So for me, sleep is a huge one as like a starting point. So how many hours of sleep? Um, ideally eight. 
you sh- as an adult um, or yeah, as an adult, it's, so it's about eight. So between seven to nine is the average eight for most um, adults tends to be kind of like that perfect range, quote unquote, you know, there are some that need a little less, some that need a little more, but the average adult eight is usually about the right answer there. I, my morning routine is almost always the same. My husband wakes up before five so he can go mm-hmm, work out and then my alarm, so he kind of wakes me up then. I, I try to fall back to sleep for 30 minutes. Um, my alarm goes off at 5.30 and then I wake up and I, I have like five, 10 minutes of like me time, Wh- whatever that is. Right. Yeah. Meditation, playing mm-hmm. games on my phone, whatever. I'm going to get up and I turn on, on the news and I have to watch my girl Tracy Potts at 5.45 because <laughs> uh, we work together. And then I'll get up and, you know, by that time now, my kids are waking up because like, Everybody who listens to this podcast knows that my kids are older, um, so they're able to, for the most part, get themselves together in the morning like my on daughter. their own yeah that sounds amazing <laughs> living the dream right well you my know mornings are my nightmare <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like eight o'clock, i feel like i've run a marathon yeah at this point now my daughter's already left for her bus my son you know is in high school and uh uh one of one of our neighbors takes them so by seven thirty-five, my kids are out of the house yeah yeah so I can you know start my day and do what I need to do when my kids were your guys's age and actually when I first met Ash Joe my oldest wasn't even two and Alexandra my youngest um is uh wasn't even a year old yeah and I didn't have any kids right (laughs) and now they're 15 and 12 yeah you know that's how long we've we've known each other um and they've all they've grown up with my whole family that like and I say my family my work family my energy now family Mm -hmm. they all know my kids as little and now all of all of us have grown up and had kids and done whatever but I was different in that when my kids were young you guys have or running a business and your kids are this age, I was an executive producer and my kids were young. So I was absent from their lives for a lot of different, still absent from their lives. And, you know, um, because of work, you know, I work really mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I guess another question about the balance thing is like, because you're a business owner, Laurel, and you have three young kids at home, how do you turn off work when you're with your kids? My problem is like, actually being a hundred percent all in when I'm with my kids and not thinking about the business of like what needs to get done and yeah. checking the emails and, and putting I, those boundaries in and, place. So I'm curious what you do and, and what would, advice you would give. I would think yeah. for you that would be even harder because you're all of, well, all of your girls still have some food sensitivities. Oh yeah. Yeah. We definitely have some not just things that we're figuring yeah. out. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. So does it ever turn off? Do you um, turn off your work? So I guess in in a way, no, but I think it's because I have a really inquisitive mind. So anytime something pops up in my life or, you know, with one of the kids and I'm wondering about, in a way, it's still kind of work related because I fill a lot of that stuff into the educational classes that I teach or there'll be something similar going on with one of my coaching clients and I'll think, oh, I should make sure to mention that, you know, so I try not to sit there and actually like check my email and things like that in front of the kids because one, it's honestly it just doesn't work that well. Um, I'm not focused on either one. I never really get anything productive done when I'm trying to split my, my mind in two places like that. That doesn't, it never, (laughs) it's never successful. Um, so 
And then it just means that I'm not really spending any quality time with the kids themselves, which I don't want to do because I mean, I am a stay at home mom in addition to a working from home mom. And part of why we chose for why I wanted to stay home is because I wanted to actually be home with them. So if I spend all my time distracted by my phone, I'm really not doing the thing that I actually said I wanted to do, which I would be sad about. That would bother me. Um, So, you know, I think some of it is remembering why we've made the choices that we've made. And we remember for what period of time that choice is going to be relevant. Because at some point, my youngest, who's two now, is going to be five. And, you know, presumably in three years, right? And she's going to go off to kindergarten. And um, my number of hours with each of my kids is going to shrink substantially. Um, And so some of it is looking at these phases of life as temporary and remembering they are temporary. That is the reality of that. And and that's, it's both good and, and bad in some yeah. ways, but that's, that's part of life. Um, and remembering to balance, you know, your mental expectations of what's reasonable to do or what you quote unquote should be doing with, well, what am I choosing to do? Right? Mm-hmm. Like, cause right. we actually do have a lot more, you know, power and authority than a lot of times we, mm-hmm. we talk about having a lot of it's like, oh gosh, I have to do this or what choice do I have? Or I wish I had that, but you know, what are you going to do? I have kids. You're like, yeah, well, I mean, I still wanted to have kids and I right. want to be there while they're little. Like this is not, not a punishment. Like some yeah. moments they feel like punishments yeah. sometimes, right? Yeah. We've all had those moments where they're all yelling and screaming at you and you think, why, what was happening? How did I lose yeah, complete control? Exactly. But you know, that's again, just dealing with humans and especially tiny humans. Um, so I think a really big part, I actually just recently listened to your podcast about um, self-care. Yeah, Mm. that is such an important one to talk about taking that time out for yourself. So I think it's important to break up your time and like mentally, you know, consciously choose. This is my work time. I have like for this, for example, I have hired a a sitter to take my my two youngest to neither of which um, are in school on Fridays. Mm -hmm. Um, My youngest isn't in school at all, but um, the middle normally would have preschool the other mornings of the week. Um, But that way I know that they want her taken care of. They're not in my house. There's no possibility they're going to come and interrupt me, which is good for me as well. Because even if I, you know, know like, oh, they've got it. I'm sure it's fine. Just knowing that they're there is a distraction for me. So having, you know, set aside some specific mornings, um, Tuesdays and Thursdays are now blocked out in my schedule as work days. And I have my youngest now go to the center, um, you know, two mornings a week. And then I'm with her the, all the other times of day and, you know, the other ones, but just having had that has been huge for my level of, um, productivity, but also level of satisfaction, both in my business and at home, because I'm setting some clear boundaries for myself and setting aside clear um, time for my different activities. So it's so important to, you know, block off your time and, and actually consciously dedicate, hey, this from this to this, this is my work time. I'm setting um, the circumstances so that I can actually commit to that time. In this case, for me, since I've got little ones, I've, I've got a sitter booked that that has been critical and I didn't yeah yeah and then you know right and then when I don't have a sitter that's not my work time unless I have a client call me with an emergency in which case I will dedicationally use you know the tv as a little distraction oh somebody will 
No, I mean, like, what does a food emergency look like? Like for your clients, what what does that look like an emergency for somebody? Like, yeah. I just pizza. Am I gonna blow it up now? <laughs> is that what that looks like? Oh no, 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 nothing, <laughs> nothing like that. <laughs> Good. No, so it's. I mean. <laughs> no, so much of what I do, I definitely, I mean, food obviously is a huge part of it, but um, health coaching is a very holistic approach to wellness. Yeah. So we talk about the other areas of, you know, our lives that mm -hmm. are, um, you know, impact our, our physical and mental health as well. Sure. Um, so I don't, I'm not, don't pretend to be a therapist or anything like that, but there are things that sometimes like borderline in that category of like, I'm totally overwhelmed. This thing just happened. Can we book an emergency session for like 30 minutes? I need somebody to talk to or, Hey, I've just had this thing happen with, I don't know, my spouse is, you know, got, you know, mm. you know sent to the hospital. I don't think I'm going to make our session. And, um, what do I need to remember to ask them? Because he has, you know, this condition, sure. like, yeah. oh, just, just FYI, just double check while you're there. And, you know, if I think of something, I'll give them, a, you know, some. That is so yeah. true though, right? Because whenever you're in that, that mode of emergency, you never think of what it is. Oh my God. You know, so no. just having someone to say, okay, now here is like yep. what yeah. you, what a sane person in, who, you know, going through. Who is still thinking clearly. Yeah. yeah. And it would be something like my, my spouse, for example, you know, has recently got diagnosed with celiac disease or has, you know, maybe not recently. And we're going, and I just remind them, make sure you make sure everyone is aware that they have, in this case, celiac disease, so that there is no gluten in any of the medications they give them. Yeah. They need to go to the hospital. They have like an allergy, like yeah. bracelet or something. Like, because yeah. yeah. whatever's going on with him in this hypothetical situation um, will only be worsened if he then is, you know, uh, exposed to, so true, so true. you know, so like, something like that. It's not like I get a ton of these calls, but you know, yeah. if something like that were to happen, I make exceptions that I, you know, make it work. But generally speaking, if I don't have dedicated blocked out work time um, that I've, and I schedule everything in my calendar, yeah. <laughs> if it's not in my calendar, it's not happening. Right. I have to, it's a mom with three kids thing. So yeah. here, something that you brought up that I think is important is, I mean, you look at everyone with a holistic view, which is like, that means not just body, but mind, I don't know if you go beyond spirit. that spirit, you know, sure. so yep. talk to me a little bit about what that looks like. I mean, cause you talk a lot about like relationships, why those are so important. You talk about self-awareness. Mm -hmm. So what are some elements that go beyond the physical aspect of health coaching? Like, what does that look like? Yeah. I mean, so our relationships are probably the second biggest, and it's for some people, maybe the first biggest, um, indicator of whether or not we are going to be healthy um, and then therefore happy. If we are in a toxic or unfulfilling relationship, you know, this could be anything. This could be, you know, like a romantic one, maybe with your spouse or someone you're dating. This could be um, a relationship with a family member, whether it's, you know, a parent or a child. And this can be at work, you know, if you're going to a, a, an environment that you hate and are completely overwhelmed and stressed by every day, you're not going to be healthy. It it does not matter what you're eating. Like, sure, it matters, quote unquote, but it doesn't really matter because you have such a tremendous amount of stress filling your body and staying in your body every single day, all day long. Your body cannot do what it wants to do, which is be healthy and stay healthy. It cannot mm -hmm. work properly. So our, um, our nervous system Right. Um, there's, I won't get into the specifics of the nervous system, but it basically where we feel stress and where we feel relaxation, this is all part of our nervous system. And just to keep it really, really super simple, if you think about 
a teeter-totter. And on one side of the teeter-totter is stress, and on the other side of the teeter-totter is relaxation. Something's always up and something's always down. Yeah. If stress is always up, it means relaxation is always down. The body systems that are critical, um, the, the body systems that require relaxation in order to work properly are things like digest, mm -hmm. um, repair, uh, reproduce, and rest. So if you are in a state of stress, it means you're suppressing those four body functions right. that are critical. Oh, wow. So we need to have breaks. And even if we're not like fully holding it, you know, the stress side down for long periods, even just a quick dip down where we take a little break, that does wonders for the body. So if we can bring in these points of relaxation and calm, even if it's for like 30 seconds with a breathing exercise or meditation or, or just go outside and take a walk or, you know, whatever that is for you and the realities of your life, that is all beneficial to the body. Right. So, you know, talking about these sides of things with clients and reminding them that they have, you know, the power to, you know, have that little relaxation boost, you know, even if it's a quick one, um, that's within you. You don't have to sign up for a membership. You don't have to change your outfit. Like we have that ability to trigger that response in our body and to give our body that gift of that little break from stress. We deserve yeah. it. And I think we just, for, yeah. as business owners, I forget about that a lot. It's just like yeah. a break. So oh, what I've done is I started setting timers. Yeah. And it's very important. Yeah. It's a great one. See, yeah. One things that I think, as a matter of fact, I was, I was at the store today picking up our stuff and, um, I was talking to, I was talking to to the sales lady just about what we do and i was telling her that on fridays we're taping this on a friday we tape every friday a different podcast and i actually look forward to it mm -hmm. because it kind of is a break first of it's all yeah, yeah. Totally. First of all, ashley and i are good friends we've yeah. been friends and co-workers and boss and employee for a long time um but it's also just fun yeah it really is fun talking to all of our yeah. friends you guys and yeah you know. I just feel better on Fridays now in general because yeah. we get to talk about issues that we care about I get a break from work for an hour that's amazing so needed mm -hmm. um <laughs> yeah sorry we're still working yeah you know, we, were, we were working right up until the minute like we both had our laptops open yeah. and we're like we're getting our work done but exactly just have this break to yeah. just Chit -chat. connect yeah. talk, honestly like, to learn and learn yeah. yeah we've talked to some really you know, some of our guests have been so, including you, have been so great and so, you know, educational for us. Yep. It's I so really true. So, um, okay. You say that you, I have another question. Just, I think yep. it's back to self-care and I'm so glad that you listened to our self-care episode because yeah, so good. Owners, we just forget to take care Absolutely. of ourselves. Moms, Absolutely. Moms, like Absolutely. we just, all of us. So like you say, you can't pour from an empty cup. I learned that the hard way when I battled Lyme disease. I know mm -hmm. that, but I still struggle with it. So what advice do you have for us to just take better care of ourselves? Like, and you say about this teeter totter, which I love. Yeah. And I sometimes feel as a business owner, I am in a constant state of stress Monday through Thursday. Yeah. Friday, yeah. not so much anymore yeah. as we do this. Yeah. So what can we do to just take better care of ourselves? And does that look different for every individual? I mean, to some degree, yes, that does look different for different individuals. Um, but there are some, some basics that are true for all humans. Um, sort of the five foundational things. Do what you need to do to get good quality sleep. That means resolve any known sleep issues. If you are having a lot of symptoms, um, snoring, things like that, you're probably having some sort of sleep problem. We need to figure out what that is, and we need to resolve that. You can... 
I've got my sleep class, which is a great one, but go talk to somebody, <laughs> go, go get a sleep study done, you know, investigate this, be an investigator in your own health, your own life and figure out where are these sources of stress? Where are these barriers that are preventing me from living the type of life that I actually want to live if you're not currently living that? So sleep's huge. Um, respecting your body in with what you eat. I'm not saying don't ever, you know, eat any junk food or any sugar. Like it's, you, you know, most people can have a small amount here and there. It's, you know, balance can be a thing, but there's plenty of us. I don't do great, honestly, with willpower or balance. I'm not a moderation person. It doesn't work for me. I'm very much an all or nothing sort of person. Wow. Mm -hmm. And I think it's useful to admit that to yourself. Sure. I, I don't, regulate myself well. It's just not a thing I've ever done well. Sure, possible, maybe something I could change, but I also am okay with that and okay with taking the steps to say, okay, so if I don't do great with just not snacking on sugar throughout the day, that's fine. I just yeah. won't buy it and ha have it in my house. So we literally do not have ever in our house candy, almost never cookies or things like that, um, except for like, <laughs> like two main things. Like Halloween, they'll sometimes be a little bit because, you know, there's still certain social things we do and stuff like that, social holidays. Um, and then like when one of my parents comes to visit, like yeah, especially so my dad. Holy moly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they'll come look at the food in my house. <laughs> well, no, I mean, and it's fine. Different people do different things. It depends on yeah. what's good for you. But for me, that's not good for me because I will start thinking about it because I am working from home and it's yeah. right there on the other side of my wall. And it's yeah. like, you know, it'll start to call to you. Well, and I'm like, yeah. I, you know, I just don't think willpower works well for many of us because once you've brought it into your house, you've okayed yourself to eat it. Yeah, totally. Why did you bring it in your house yep. if you don't want to eat it? Stop guilting yourself yep. and just don't bring in things you don't want to eat, you know? So what we eat is important. Listening to our body for having negative reactions. Mm -hmm. Our body's trying to tell us something. Mm -hmm. Maybe let's listen. Call, yeah. um, move our body, which I mean, oh my gosh, I definitely need to do. Get some more dedicated time to do that side of things. That's probably like the biggest deficit in my current, you know, schedule in life right now is lack of regular movement, I'll say, because, you know, as much as I chase my children around, at some point, yeah. it's not the same as like yeah, a proper workout, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's just not the same. Um, and yeah, looking at, you know, any sort of like negative health symptoms. So, I mean, these are all really important things for good health, things we can do. Um, and yeah, giving ourselves permission to take breaks and take time for ourselves. That's probably the biggest thing, especially as a mom that we can do is to say, you know what, I just need to step away. And whether that's for five minutes, for an hour, for a day, you know, whatever that is, sometimes we need to have that time to recharge. Um, particularly for those of us who are introverts. An introvert means that in order to recharge your batteries, you actually have to have time by yourself. When you spend time with other people, you are actually drained. Um, and it doesn't mean that you don't like spending time with other people and you don't enjoy social situations, but you actually have to take time to recharge your battery, and that is done privately. That is done by yourself. An extrovert recharges their battery with other people. That's how they energize themselves. I've had a light bulb moment in my life right now, Laura. Tell me. My entire life, I thought I was an extrovert because I love being around people. Yep. But if I am not by myself, I turn into the biggest grump after that. 
Yeah. I mean, it's probably actually an introvert. Yeah. Yeah. You probably are. And it doesn't mean, I mean, there's plenty of introverts who love social situations and are very friendly and bubbly. You are. I am. But I'll tell you this. this She's a monarch. But this week I came home from, uh, from dance and I told my husband, I was like, you're taking the kids. I'm out. I'm leaving. I'll be back later. I, I like, I just knew I re- I reached a point and I felt like I was a better mom for just yeah. yeah. oh, absolutely yeah. my top, which is what I was fearful of doing because I had just had too much stimulation yeah. and too much just, I need, I need, I need, I need, I need. So I left, I just left and, Good and for you. I didn't come home for two hours and I came back and I was like, <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's the perfect word for it is overstimulated. That is what we are. We tend to be, cause I'm definitely an introvert. We tend to be more sensitive to um, feelings of overstimulation. So whether that's I'm around too many people, there's too much just noise and activity. The lights are too bright in Walmart, you know, whatever the thing is yeah. that affects you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my God, thank like, you for my aha moment. <laughs> this was like worth everything. <laughs> awesome. well, well, help tell people how they can find you. Oh, great. Well, um, you can go on my website, layeredlivinglife.com is a great way to find me. Uh, I am on Instagram at Layered Living. I am on Facebook at Layered Living Life. Um, you can, well, on my website has all of my contact information, my email, my phone number. You can always reach out by um, email. You can send me a text. I like texts are very convenient for moms, <laughs> especially if you just initially are like, hey, can we set up a time to talk? No problem. Send me a text if that's what's easiest for you. We'll find a time to talk and have a proper conversation, you know, that works for both of us. I offer a lot of amazing things. Um, Free consultations to anybody who simply just wants to learn more. They're not necessarily ready to, you know, or they they don't know if they're ready to sign up for something. Just sign up for a free consult. We'll chat. Um, We can talk about your health history if you're really interested in, like, health coaching, things like that. That's always a great one. Um, I offer... Um, of course, health coaching programs. Um, I offer educational wellness classes. And then I offer um, a one-time paid consultation. This is a one-hour consultation for people who know they want to talk. They want to talk about a specific issue. You know, I have Hashimoto's and I want it, which is an autoimmune disease. Um, Are there any tips for like natural things, food and stuff I could do to help alleviate symptoms, you know, for as an example. So we talk for an hour. um, They talk about what's going on with them. We talk about their symptoms. Then we talk about the dietary and lifestyle um, options to address whatever their particular wellness concerns are. Sometimes we'll also talk about specific um, types of supplements that um, research has shown to be beneficial. It just depends on what the condition is. Um, sometimes I may recommend some additional lab work that they can you know, get requested mm-hmm. through their doctor mm-hmm. if there's something that comes up in our conversation. But it's a really great way to get some quick advice. Um, They're not committed to anything long-term if that's not what they want. But if they need it, they can then sign up for a health coaching program at a discount. So there's really no Everybody, I think, sometimes just needs that little, first of all, everybody needs to vent. Yes. And I also think that it's really great just to have someone to talk it out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like yeah. I need to talk a sounding about, board. Yeah, sound oh, yeah. My dog yeah. right there barking. And, and it's like a, sorry. You know, just to give you a new view of like absolutely. I'm going through this and I've a, seen doctors and a like different I've set of eyes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And just to look at it like with a different picture, yes. especially with somebody with your expertise and background. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Plus, it's a lot of fun. So. Yeah, I know. I can tell you. <laughs> and you're and you're yes. so good at what you do. Thank you. It's so good. I'm like, we had truth bombs all around on this episode. I love it. Awesome. Thank yeah, you so, so good. much, Laurel, for being with us this week. I think that this is. I I know that. Well, I always learned a lot. I've known I've known Laurel now for almost a year, yeah. and I've always learned a lot from her. Thank um, you. But I I I think a lot of people can can learn a lot from this, and it's so important, especially as we all just learn more about ourselves yes you mm-hmm. know yeah that's a big part as increasing that self-awareness i mean yeah, yeah i kind of feel like each you're of us the, are really great like let's yeah. learn about us you yeah, to me you feel like a detective for people like i much you yeah about yes. yourself and your body and yeah. and i exactly. i feel like everyone needs that <laughs> oh yeah it's so important the more we can learn about ourselves the the healthier and happier we'll be because yeah, so we have a better understanding of who we are yeah, and yeah. how we interact with the world so like environmental right. going on mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah Mm-hmm. Thank you well, thank so you, much. Laurel. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. This has been so much fun. Oh, and I hope, thank you all for listening because we had a great time too. And I'm so sorry my dog keeps jumping in at the very end. Ugh. <laughs> the beauty of that. having an authentic podcast. Exactly. All right. Have a great Thanks. day, everyone. Thanks See for listening. See you later.